Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Today we're going to be talking about how and why some women seem to love psychopaths, especially in entertainment. We're talking movies, books, and TV shows. Now, I feel like we all know that one girl, maybe she's really smart and beautiful, talented and friendly, but when it comes to her taste in men, it's just... yikes. Big nope, and it doesn't matter how much this woman has going for her, how high her standards could be, she will zero in on the most toxic, possessive, creepy guy time and time again and be all, ooh, isn't he dreamy? He's so romantic. It's like, no, are we... Are we thinking of the same person here? Because I'm pretty sure that guy has like four other girls in his freezer as we speak. And I really don't want to be one of those friends interviewed for a Netflix true crime documentary who's all, yeah, we knew he was bad news from the start of it, but she just... She just wouldn't listen. People like that can be really frustrating, especially if you care about them because you don't want them to get hurt, but getting hurt is inevitably where their relationships lead because that's just what happens when you date garbage human garbage. And the funny thing is the more I've thought about it and the more I've looked on in horror as my gender consistently swoons over the worst, even borderline abusive, if not just flat-out abusive characters, the more I've come to realize maybe, just maybe, we all have a little bit of that emotionally unstable whirlwind of bad decisions girl inside of us. And I do know this seems like a random episode to make, but to tell you the truth right now, I feel like all news and conversation, literally my entire timeline, is dedicated to a let's just say certain illness of Asian origin, which I cannot mention by name lest I be put in the algorithm gulag. And we actually did an episode about it last Wednesday and it was not good. We got punished even worse than when we dedicated an entire episode to sex robots if you can believe it. I've kind of been wanting to do an episode about this for a while now, so I figured, screw it, let's take this opportunity as the world seems to be crumbling around us to talk about two of my other interests besides politics combined, dating culture, and media. But before we get into it, I have a quick message from our sponsor, Black Rifle Coffee Company. Evan Hafer founded Black Rifle Coffee Company in 2014 along with Army Ranger Matt Best as the combination of two passions, delivering premium roast-to-order coffee and supporting the veteran and military community. Evan is continually researching and experimenting with new roasting methods and coffee origins. True coffee lovers should look into the exclusive coffee subscription. Every month, Black Rifle Coffee Company releases a limited amount of exotic micro-lot coffee from different corners of the world. Black Rifle Coffee Company also offers a selection of premium gear and merchandise from t-shirts to outdoor brew equipment. But the best way to enjoy Black Rifle Coffee Company is through the Coffee Club, a free subscription where your chosen coffee is roasted, packaged, and shipped free to your door on your schedule. In addition to the convenience, you receive a special discounted price and gain access to exclusive products, member-only content, partner discounts, and more. Purchase at BlackRifleCoffee.com Lauren and use promo code Lauren for 20% off your first purchase. So to get started, I feel like we need to talk about the classic bad boy archetype because I think the whole obsession some women have with literal psychos kind of stems from a perversion of that. It's not a secret that since the days of Marlon Brando and James Dean and heck, 
probably even before that, I just, I don't know much about entertainment in the 1800s, women have loved the idea of a bad boy. A man who doesn't follow the rules, who sees what he wants and takes it, is confident, masculine, and isn't apologetic. Those types of characters are the backbone of countless cheesy romance novels and the the wine-induced fantasies of moms worldwide. And I know I can already see the comments that some of you might be in the process of typing out as we speak. Lauren, you women say you like bad boys, but then I get called a jerk when I do act like a bad boy. And yet you also say you're looking for a nice guy, but then everyone makes fun of nice guys. What do you women even want? Okay. Fair enough, I can see why on the surface that might be confusing, but allow me to woman-splain why actually that all does make sense and is consistent. First off, being a bad boy is not the same as being a jerk. I feel like quite a few guys think that all they need to do is be kind of rude or negative toward women, and then that should totally make them desirable. A bad boy. That is not how that works. Bad boys, like I explained, are attractive because they're alphas, confident, they march to the beat of their own drums, and all those other cliches. That's not the same as being a douchebag. And I know it's a lot easier to be a douchebag than it is to personify John Wayne's pure masculinity, but still, don't be an a-hole and then wonder why women don't like you. Because what women actually want is a bad boy with a heart of gold. Sure, he's wild and untamed. Perhaps he dabbles as an amateur cowboy or sexy fireman in his spare time, but underneath his gruff exterior is a kind, caring, and compassionate teddy bear. It's not a lie to say that women do like nice guys, but the thing about the nice guys that people make fun of is that they're not really nice. Being a passive-aggressive pushover who's only nice to a woman when you want something from her isn't actually being nice. Being kind, compassionate, and yeah, even chivalrous, that is genuinely nice, and women do respond to that, especially when it's paired with the bad boy characteristics of things like leadership, confidence, etc, etc. So we all good on those concepts? Yeah. However, just as some men can confuse what it means to be a bad boy, some women can as well, to terrifying results. And to illustrate what I mean, I'm gonna use a franchise you're all probably familiar with for better or worse, and that's Twilight. And yes, I do know quite a bit about the series because I have read all of the books and seen at least two of the movies that I can remember, the first one and the fourth one. I'm not proud of it, but I was a teenage girl at one point, moving along. So in case you've forgotten or try to repress it, the infamous love interest in the Twilight series is a vampire by the name of Edward Cullen, and he has a lot of the qualities that might make him your quintessential bad boy. He's kind of a loner, broody, assertive, he's also chivalrous, a, a gentleman, if you will, you know the drill. But what makes him worse than your average bad boy, and strangely enough, part of why I think so many girls just lost their gosh dang minds over this character was that he just so happened to also be, you know, an abusive maniac. Kinda. The character of Edward Cullen is without question possessive, controlling, and pretty much a stalker. I mean, he was actually breaking into Bella's house, the, the girl in the story, to watch her sleep. That is not romantic behavior. These are red flags, period. How did you get in here? 
the window. Do you do that a lot? Well, just the past couple of months. I like watching you sleep. How did you know where I was? I didn't. Right? What? Don't leave. I... Did you follow me? I, I feel very protective of you. Not to mention the fact that Edward is also a vampire who was always talking about how much he wanted to kill and eat Bella, just made for a super weird relationship dynamic. I wanted to kill you. I've never wanted a human's blood so much in my life. I trust you. Don't. There is a difference between being passionate and being possessive, between being assertive and being controlling, between being a strong alpha who's in control of the situation versus being just literally dangerous and potentially violent toward your partner. And we have a lot more to get to, but first I wanna tell you guys about Parler. Conservative voices are being silenced daily by left-wing tech companies who are profiting off exploiting your privacy and then who silence your voice when you say something they don't agree with. More and more, our most important ability, the ability to speak freely, has come under assault in places that were designed for us to share our opinions freely. And with no other options, you're forced to play by their rules. Until now, introducing Parler. Parler is the news and free speech app that won't silence your opinion or violate your privacy for financial gain. Simply download the app, create your account, post, share, and speak freely. Now, can you say anything you want? Well, no, you can't threaten violence or commit other actual crimes, but hey, that's not who you are and that's not who we are either. So go to parlor.com or visit the app store to download Parlor today. I'm on Parlor and you can follow me at the Lauren Chen. That's P-A-R-L-E-R.com or find us in the app store. Parlor, get news, speak free. I was in high school or maybe middle school, I don't know. I was young when the Twilight books first came out and I didn't really notice anything wrong with them at the time, aside from Bella as a protagonist, which is super annoying and whiny. But as I got older, by the time the movies came out, that's when I really realized how the series was basically romanticizing some really toxic behaviors. And from a psychological standpoint, I guess I understand, in theory, why women would be attracted to the psycho-possessive boyfriend character. It's kind of similar to why women would be attracted to the bad boy persona, just taken all the way to the extreme. I mean, who wouldn't want a boyfriend who's madly in love with them? Maybe who's so head over heels that the mere thought of you talking to another man sends him into a jealous rage, or who is so concerned about your safety that he just wants to, you know, control every aspect of your life. I mean, it's it's flattering at, at the very least, right? From a biological evolutionary standpoint, I get it. I mean, it's it's commitment. Women love commitment, but that doesn't mean those behaviors are okay because they're not. There are healthier ways to exhibit those sentiments that 
aren't abusive. And I guess you could argue that just because some women like the idea of Edward Cullen or the book, that doesn't mean they'd actually want to date Edward Cullen or a guy like him in real life. And yeah, I think hopefully for most women that's probably accurate, but for others, and I, I've, I've seen way too many threads about this, I think, no, I, I know they would genuinely be attracted to what are, in reality, super disturbing traits. And it's not just young or teenage girls who have taken the bad boy trend to the extreme, what I like to call the psycho boy trend. Grown women do it too, and we saw this in the huge success that the Fifty Shades of Grey series had. And if you weren't aware, Fifty Shades of Grey is pretty much Twilight, but instead of vampires, you have BDSM. And that's not a joke, I wish it were, but Fifty Shades of Grey was literally originally written as like X-rated Twilight fanfiction. Any problems with the male love interests which were present in Twilight are like 50 times worse in Fifty Shades of Grey. Christian, the Edward equivalent, actually enjoys hurting Anastasia, the, the Bella equivalent, in ways so messed up, even the BDSM community had to come forward and say, this is not okay. This is abuse. We do not condone this. And not only does Christian have this sadistic side in the bedroom, but even in the rest of their relationship, he's so controlling and abusive that actual survivors of domestic abuse boycotted the film. It's not the idea of BDSM and sexual liberation that bothers Tanisha Martin. My tastes are very singular. Instead, it's the message. The idea that a man can push and pressure and eventually a girl's going to give in and she's going to like it. And also the really dangerous idea that compassion for an abuser's past, love and obedience will eventually change an abuser and you'll end up with a happy ending. Tanisha speaks from experience. These books remind her of a closed chapter in her life. The more I heard about them, the more I thought, this sounds like the type of abusive situation that I was in. I get that sometimes a book can just be a book or a movie is just a movie. It can just be entertainment. It doesn't mean that you need to actually condone the behaviors that are in it. Maybe you simply find the content interesting and there's nothing wrong with that. I love documentaries about murder, but at the same time, I do not support murder, so I'm not saying that people shouldn't read or enjoy Fifty Shades of Grey. You do you. But honestly, the fact that it's marketed as romance instead of a dark fiction thriller detailing abuse, to me, that's worrying. And in a more contemporary example of women swooning over psychopaths, we have the show You on Netflix, which currently has two seasons out and like Twilight and Fifty Shades is based on a book. But unlike Twilight and Fifty Shades of Grey, I actually do like You. I think it's a good show. It's interesting because it's one of those shows like Dexter that comes from the perspective of an anti-hero. The main character, Joe Goldberg, stalks women, breaks into their houses, completely invades their privacy in pretty much every imaginable way, and is also not afraid to kill people if necessary. So that's fun. He's a full-on creeper, and here's a clip of the show's trailer in case anyone hasn't seen it. I believe in love at first sight. But love is tricky. There are scary people in the world, Beck. I'm on to you. Jealousy got the best of me. What I feel is a key difference between the way you was written versus Twilight and Fifty Shades is that the author knows that Joe 
is not a good guy. He is disturbed. He is a criminal. He's toxic. He hurts people. Unlike Stephanie Myers or E.L. James, who wrote the other books, Caroline Kepnes isn't trying to portray Joe, who's a creeper psychopath, as just your average dark brooding mysterious bad boy. Sure, he has some issues, but if you love him enough, you can change him, ladies. You, as a book and series, is very aware that its subject matter does include abuse, so I don't blame the writers involved with that as pushing the whole psycho boy trend, but what should scare people is how some fans, despite it being crystal clear on the show that this guy Joe is a serial killer stalker, there are, there are still some women who are thirsting after him. And strangely enough, the character Joe became such a popular celebrity crush for women to have that eventually the actor who plays him did have to address the fact that no, Joe was not, in fact, Mr. Right. In a piece covering Penn Badgley, the actor who plays Joe, E! News wrote, On Twitter, a quick scroll through the show's hashtag and you'll see a never-ending inventory of memes, but you'll also come across one or two tweets romanticizing the character. To which the 33-year-old actor has been quick to remind fans that Joe Goldberg is a murderer and, well, not much of a good person. On the note of what the public's obsession with Joe Goldberg says of us as a society, Badgley adds, First of all, we're not yet at the stage collectively where we're able to watch anything and not ultimately glorify it. The way we capture things on camera is a bit surreal. It's made to be compelling in a way that may not be exactly like real life. In a way, everyone is always being toyed with. I would love to believe that the attraction to these crazy characters is just a little indulgence in fantasy, but I don't know. Women writing prisoners, including or even maybe especially convicted killers, is an established thing. Which I guess if you're a guy is maybe good because, hey, if you ever get lonely or crave female attention, at least you're just a triple homicide away from your very own fan club. I suppose if I had to sum up the moral of this episode, it's that abusive characters, boyfriends, love interests in general, ain't it, ladies? Flowers are a much better way than stalking for a guy to show you that he's interested. But that's pretty much all I have to say about this, and as always, I would love to know what you guys think. Why do you think so many women are taken in by these psycho-possessive stalker types, especially in media and ladies? The truth. Have you ever had a crush on the likes of Edward Cullen, Christian Grey, Joe Goldberg, or a similar character? I promise, we won't judge here. That's it for now. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and I'll see you next time.